This episode is brought to you by All Influence Management. We are a creator-first influencer agency that knows your audience's trust is your first priority. So our first priority is giving you your time back so that you can focus on creating. Whether you are a multi-hyphenate with multiple streams of income or just want to outsource your partnership management, our team will take over the start to finish of inbox management, contracting, negotiation, invoicing, and ensuring you get rebooked by your brand partners again and again. If you are a creator with over 50K on Instagram, head to allinfluencemgmt.com listed in the show notes to fill out a form and jump on a call with our team to determine if it's a good fit. Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Welcome back to another episode of Brand Meet Creator. And today I have the lovely Rachel here from Start With Prayer. She is a faith-based influencer that helps women to step into their faith. So you know where we got to start. I'm just going to throw this at her because I didn't even prep her for this with an episode or with a segment of if you like it, like it. Rachel, what are you liking on social media right now? Oh, man. Uh, first off, I like the question, what do you like? Because a lot of times it's just this negative, oh, I don't like this. So I like the positive <laughs> on it. That's very me. I really like the not so curated feeds right now. The just, I felt like posting this, this authentic me. I'm really feeling the more day-to-day life and not so curated. I think it takes the stress off the creators. And I also think it's just more real for the people following you. I think it allows so much more community. I love it too. And I'm glad that that bled from TikTok into Instagram. And I think it's like getting better by the day. I I honestly do. Um, People are really stepping into that like, okay, I'm just going to film or like, oh, what did I see the other day? It was an ad for a like mount for your phone, like not a tripod, but like something that you can use to like balance it on the table. Mm. And a bunch of like Gen Z TikTokers were like, but I can just use a 50 cent, 50 cent water bottle to balance my phone. And I think that like we fight against that vibe so much every single day as like millennials on Instagram. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I think there's a fearlessness in Gen Z TikTok that allows for millennial Instagram to have that uncurated feed. And it just like bleeds more and more every day in the best way. Truly in the best way. I think there's, I I hate on TikTok all the time because I like don't want to be on it personally, but like, I I think there's so much good that's come from that app and the style that, that we've seen. I think so too. Well, if you like it, like it. Today's episode, we have Rachel here, who is an all influence management client and a good friend of mine. And let's talk about the way that you've built this amazing following as someone who is a who is still working a full-time job what impresses me most about you is how much you are doing all the time and how organized you really are you have what 150k on tiktok something like that something like 65k on instagram something like that <laughs> you are about to self-publish a prayer journal yeah and you have 
a membership community with a hundred plus members that you started like a month ago, two months ago. Yeah, October. You are absolutely killing it. Crazy. Yeah. And then, yeah, I work, I work, you know, 40, 50 hours a week in my full-time job. And I'm married and I have a dog. (laughs) (laughs) So you do everything and you keep it all organized. So I'm going to back up before I get into all of, all of that jazz. Um, How did you even start on social media? Like what was, what made you say, I'm going to start posting on TikTok? So this is wild. So I actually have another side of me that I don't share as much that I love to travel. I grew up traveling. It's how we as a family bonded and I'm much more experiences and materials. And so I actually wanted to start a travel blog. Yes, I wanted to start a travel blog. Did you know? Yes, I wanted to start a travel blog, but I did know enough about social media that I was like, everyone wants a travel blog. So I actually had a blog that was about business travel and it was called Sales and Suitcases. And it combined like LinkedIn tips with like travel tips, well, how to work. Um, Because I travel a lot for sales. So I was like, this would be really great. Um, And then the pandemic hit and no one could travel anywhere. And I was like, hmm. Mm, okay, let's see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, plot twist, no. Um, and so I really was talking to my husband and I was like, I want to still do something on social media because I have a journalism background and I like mm-hmm. that creative avenue for me. And he was like, well, why don't you talk about faith? And I remember distinctly telling him, no one will follow me if I only talk about my faith. Like that, no one does that. That doesn't yeah. exist. There is no Christian influencers. And he was like, okay, well, if no one follows you, no one follows you, but you got to at least try. And I was like, okay. So I remember like it was yesterday. It was the beginning of uh, 2020 and I went to Starbucks and I was like, why don't we just call it start with prayer? Like very simple. I'm going to start praying on TikTok. That's all it's going to be. I'm just going to go on TikTok and I'm going to start with a prayer and I'm just going to pray for whatever I feel like God has on my heart. And that's what it started with in 2020. And I started these doing these prayers that were like, dear girl across the phone. And then I prayed for anxiety, depression, seasons of changes, happy seasons, mm-hmm. sad seasons, whatever someone wanted, I prayed for them. And mm-hmm. I had several that went just crazy viral, especially for beginning of 2020 day viral. Um, you're so funny. Then- you're so funny because you're you're over here saying, I no one wants to follow this. And you know what you constantly say to me? So that went viral, then this went viral, then then it just like went viral. And I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I really give credit to just being open to trying new things. Uh, <laughs> no one had, I, no one really prayed on TikTok before that, as far as I know. Uh, and so, yeah, so I still have some that go viral to this day, which is just confuses me still. Uh, and I think that's why I tell you it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then it just kind of bled into where I had major success on TikTok. And I thought, you know what? There's different audiences on TikTok than there are on Instagram. And yeah. so let's let's start building Instagram. Um, and then kind of here we are on both. Are you a TikTok or an Instagram girl? <sighs> this is a daily struggle in my brain. Um, <laughs> I think I really like both, but I like them for different reasons. And that's why I feel this pull. I like TikTok because it is a post in under five minute style app. Mm. Like TikTok at its cream, at its best of creators, and also where TikTok is going is a very, I had this for breakfast. Here is my thoughts. 
make one or two edits and I post it. And then you move on with your day. Yeah. And that's what I was doing, posting like five, six times a day, um, which is still a lot, <laughs> but a it's lot. more organic. There's not that much thought into it versus I like trend. the side of Instagram and the community. I feel like I'm really able to have those connections and make that impact for women on Instagram that I don't really see on TikTok. Yeah. So I have a, I have mixed vibes for both. I feel like it depends on what day you ask me. So which is my favorite app. And you, I know that you've had a season of posting and ghosting on TikTok and kind of easing off of your TikTok. Tell me, tell me more. Oh yeah. I think, I think TikTok burnout is gotta be with the highest in the whole, in the whole social media gang. I think that TikTok takes everything from you and you're just burned out to your core. And that's kind of the season that I'm in right now is those posting and ghosting. Um, and I posted one a couple days ago and I got like 600,000 views and it was about my dog. And I was like, TikTok, yeah. what are you doing? But then that's ghosting and ghosting because I had posted consistently. And this is what I think people don't realize about my growth on TikTok is I did have several that went viral, but I also was posting five to six times a day for a year. Um, so, much. so for a oh, whole year I posted five to six times a day and that's where I got up to this yeah every every time that someone says that to me I post you know five to six times daily I'm like but wait but but actually every day like (laughs) but I don't understand you you post on weekends too (laughs) yeah this was nuts like on on weekends I would post all five at the same time this was back when TikTok didn't punish you for doing that so on Saturdays and Sundays I would I call it drop and go I would drop five and I would go off the app Um, but I do think it penalizes you when you stop, um, because TikTok has seen you posted five to six a day for a year. So that's what the algorithm expects you to do. Right. As with any algorithm, it it comes to love your, your routines. It's like a dog. My dog also loves when I have routines. (laughs) Yeah. We all love routines. We're, we're big human nature. We love habits and we love routines. So I don't know why we think the (laughs) algorithm isn't the same. Right. It's. It just really wants you to be consistent. So with TikTok, what was the moment that it clicked for you of this is what I need to be doing? You started on a whim. You you started with a random prayer. (laughs) In Starbucks, you started praying. And what was the moment where you were like, oh, that, that's what I'm doing. This is it. I'm going five a day. I had one that was like 5 million views. Oof. Something like that. Um, I had one that went really well and it was, I distinctly remember I actually prayed in an airport. Like it was one of me just praying at an airport that went like mega viral, especially for like 20, 20 times. How far into your, into your journey was that? Two weeks, three weeks. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I, I, Jake and I went uh, to on a vacation in January and I remember it was like January 1st and I decided like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to start praying. And I was praying these prayers, like, I don't know, three, four times a day. And then it was that flight back at that airport that I like, just felt like God was like, you need to pray right here. You're just meant for this. Yeah. It was like, you're going to pray right here, right now. And I, I'll have to find the video, but I'm literally like sitting on the baggage claim, Mm -hmm. making this prayer, holding my pillow pet. And what made me realize, like, I want to continue doing it, even if it isn't necessarily just praying, but continue with this community was the messages I got that were like, I stopped everything I was doing and I needed this. Oh my gosh, you spoke to me. God is so good. I haven't prayed in two years and this brought me back. I want to go to church now. I want to be baptized now. Like 
the impacts I made through one prayer, I was like, gosh, I, I have to keep going. Like I have to keep going. Even if I only touch those comments on the one prayer, if I can make an impact on a woman's life now and their future eternity later, I have to, I have no choice but to make that impact on my life. I, I love that feeling, that immediate gut response of this is go time. This is it. This is, this is where I need to be. Recently, I know that you've gotten, you've really, you've really fine-tuned your message and you've, you've opened up the doors to try, trying out, talking about mental health more and talking about more day-to-day life that's not just, you know, here's, here's your prayer for the day. Yeah. How, how has your, how has that felt opening up more on social? Oh, it's been such a relief. So uh, for the ones listening to this, I had a one-on-one with you and I was like, I just feel stuck. And there's so much more to me than just me praying in the morning. And the message I kept getting from all of these, I call them Bible besties. That's who I call my community. They're Bible besties. I've called them that since day one in prayer. Um, And I kept getting messages that were like, I just don't know how you do it all. Like, what does your day look like? What do your routines look like? What do your habits look like? Because I want that strong faith, but I don't know how to make that in my day to day. Like I'm so overwhelmed. I have no time. How do I work my faith in, in a consistent long-term way? And I remember being stuck at how to make that transition. And now that I share more of my routines and my habits, the feedback is like, Oh, that's really cool. Like I want to try that. And then hearing the feedback in my community as well. Um, and my membership is I love this new habit because it gives me more peace and joy and I feel more organized and therefore like I have the time for God that I've always wanted. So it definitely took you, um, how do I say this? It definitely took you pushing me (laughs) and sitting down and being like, Rachel, people want to know more of your day-to-day life for me to sit down and think, what do I actually want to share? That's me and what's vulnerable to me. Mm -hmm. And the feedback has been really positive, especially with mental health. I was very, very worried about sharing that because I didn't feel like I had the authority to share it um, or that I had the not, not so much even the knowledge, but just that I wanted to make sure if I spoke on it, it was something that resonated with people and that I spoke correctly. And I remember sitting um, in my prayer time and crying to God. So I was like, I really don't want to do this. I do not want to do this. And I thought about all the other people in the Bible, like Moses didn't want to do it. Um, There are many, many, many major characters in the Bible that clearly wanted someone else, like physically told God, like me, I do not want this calling. Uh, And God was like, well, it's not really up to you. Uh, You have incredible gifts and you've been through this. And I think I can help other people come to me through you. And when I started viewing it like that, I thought, well, if I can get anyone to come to God through mental health, through routines, through habits, through organization and what I am so good at, then again, it was this gut wrenching, I have to, like, I'm being called to this. This is my purpose on this earth. Like, how do you say no to that when you have that moment and that clarity? Right. And I think whether you, like, whatever you call it, that, that gut response to, oh my God, this is this is the path that I need to be taking is so miraculous once you open up the doors to the bigger picture. And I think for you, that was really the habits thing. Like it wasn't at the heart of it. It's not faith. I mean, yes, faith is a huge part of your platform, but what you're so good at, the zone of genius for you is 
habit formation and routines and staying organized. Like you are amazingly type A. And I say that with so much love because I wish I like, I need you. I wish that I was like that. I'm jealous of it every day. And the fact that you're sharing that with so many people is so amazing. So let's get into how you even balance having, having a nine to five career. Like how, how have you delegated your time to do both, do all? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I currently still work a 48, 50 hour week and I have worked a 40, 50 hour week at least the entire time I've had this platform. Mm-hmm. And I actually used to work in hotels. So during 2020, I actually was working 90, hundred hour weeks Oof. at my full-time job while still posting mm. five to six times a day on TikTok while growing my Instagram, while growing my email list. And what it forced me to do was look at every hour of my day and think, how can I be smarter with this? Mm-hmm. How can I use the time that I have to be smarter with it? And then I just took that time that I had to. And now that I work a 50, 40, 50 hour week, to me, feels like I have more time than I really know what to do with because I had such little time originally that I use mm-hmm. the best of. So what I typically do when I'm organizing like my life is I sit down and think, ideally, what makes me the most happy and brings me closer to God one, and that's always spending time with him. So I always make sure that I do that every day. And then physically, I have to be in my best shape in order for me to do anything else in life. Mm -hmm. So I always make sure I walk my dog. And then like, you should have three to four things that you do. Uh, I think in Maddie Pruitt's book, she calls them non-negotiables. She has three to four everyday non-negotiables. And so I have three to four non-negotiables I do every day and then fill in everything around that. Mm -hmm. So like I know, for, for example, I work pretty much eight to five every day. Now I do work from home, so I have a little bit more flexibility. But so I know, okay, what do my mornings and what do my evenings look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and how can I optimize those? And it goes, <laughs> you, I laugh when you say type A, because I'm so type A that I'm type A with my friends. And some people like, are going to think this is very weird. You do weird. so many things that you don't even realize, I think. For sure. I'm so type A that I forget people aren't type A to this extreme. And I think that took you telling me this. So like for friendships, for example, I have a set friend time every month with the closest of my friends and it's scheduled out. So like the last Tuesday of every month, I have a FaceTime date with one of my best friends from Baylor and we meet every single, I treat it like an appointment, but you know what? I never miss it. And I get to catch up with her every single month. Is that type A? hundred percent. But I value my friendships. There's something in my brain that's like, oh, that, that sounds like love. Like that's so, that sounds so nice. <laughs> yeah. And it's that click of how can I, how can I do that in every part of my life? So I think organizing every aspect. So everything flows organically is the key. I love that. What have you cut out of your life? The biggest thing, and I, I just did a reel on this actually was your phone has to go down at night. Your phone has to go down at night and your sleep is so important. You're really good at, at not like just not like you. I I think you've texted me more times than you've texted me any other thing other than voice messages, something along the lines of like, I'm putting my phone down now or like, I'll talk to you later. And I'm like, Oh, I mean, thanks for the communication. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because 
What would happen was instead I would, it'd be like seven, eight o'clock and my brain's always working, you know, as a creative, we get these hit us ideas where I'm like, oh, this would be a great real idea. Or what if I did this habit in the membership or even just, I do work full time. So this would be a great addition to my sales strategy for work. I'm constantly thinking. And then I'm also thinking like, oh, a great crock pot recipe for football games. You know, (laughs) my brain never turns off. So I was learning that if I had my phone, it was too easy for me to keep working. Oh, if I had my phone, like on anything, anything like on, I I could work on a hundred different things, but if I had my phone, it was too easy and I'm not strong enough. So I was like, physically, this needs to go away. Like I need to take the temptation away. Right. I am going to dive into a wormhole of dining room chairs. I am going to Google, Google that random question that I like need to have answered right now. Correct. Right. And like, really, you don't need it right now. You probably don't need it at all. Um, but you definitely no. don't need it at 9 p.m. <laughs> on a, no, you don't really don't need them at all, but you really don't need them at 9 p.m. on Wednesday. So I think the biggest thing, and this would benefit, I believe, every single person is right. my phone goes away at seven and it is seven on the dot, not a minute later. And this is in the beginning. I actually used to hand my phone to my husband. That's how like addicted we all are. So I was like, yeah. I don't trust myself to make this a habit. I need your help. I need accountability no. here. So here is my phone. I'm going to go to my happy box that I created that has like coloring and books and journals and Bibles. And I was like, and I'm not allowed to have it back until tomorrow morning. And he was like, okay. And now obviously he doesn't need to do that. I put my phone away and I have my happy box anyway, because it's a habit. But I think also asking for help and accountability and habits is nothing to be ashamed of, especially if you truly are addicted to whatever the bad habit is. There's no problem asking for help. But I think putting your phone down at night would be the biggest game changer that you would see immediate, immediate rewards from. I, I love that. And I, I think that plays so heavily into my whole like do less club thing, because I think that we all as, as overachieving females think too much. We think too much. We need to stop. We need to think less and we need to have more conversations instead. And like, it's okay to, to be lighthearted and like not be solving something right now. Yeah. And I, I think it's important too. I have an idea journal that's in my happy box. Mm. So if I do have some incredible idea for a new series or a new sales strategy, I have it, but I'm not getting on a wormhole of once I write that down in my notes. Now I'm on Facebook marketplace saying how much a seven foot Christmas tree is. Like I'm just (laughs) writing down the note and I'm moving on. (laughs) I'll answer it later. I'll answer it later. Right. Yeah, I I think that my brain is so often, my brain often feels like a jumble of spaghetti and 12 billion things are going on all at the same time. And I'm starting this new habit. I told you the other, I told you this the other day. I'm starting this new habit where I like write down things that I'm thinking so that I like don't forget them. (laughs) It's a good habit. I love this habit for you. (laughs) I'm partially joking, but like, I I think that all of this just comes so naturally and it's so important for someone that's balancing maybe not even their nine to five and creation, but a multifaceted creator career. And even with even with your journal and diving into that, like I, I would love to talk more on how you how you're pulling together all of the pieces. Yeah, so I I use my Saturdays and I work all day. Saturdays are start with prayer days. It's been like that Mm. forever. 
And Saturdays are start with prayer days because also my husband works crazy hours. So we kind of both dedicate Saturdays to work. And I map out my day and I have four things that have to get done on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. And if I breeze through them and I'm still working, great. If I only get those four done and it takes me 12, 14 hours on Saturday, like I'm going to do that too. Mm -hmm. Um, But the journal was something that took me many, many Saturdays. (laughs) Um, And I think it's important when you're creating anything that you edit and trying to do all of it at once is never going to happen. So I just committed, it's a four week journal. So I committed, we're going to get through one week every Saturday. And it would just be the ugliest first round. <laughs> like week one would be like, I'm not even sure what I meant to say in that day. Like that challenge doesn't make sense. And that artwork is hideous, but it's there. So like next Saturday, we're going to, we're going to come through. We're going to fix it. Um, but I, I think balance is important, but it's only balance only happens if you have habits and routines in place. Like Saturdays are my start with prayer days. And then Sundays I'm off. Like Sundays are church day and I don't touch anything. I don't touch work. I don't touch start with prayer. And that's have your phone out. Most of the time. No, like most of the time I'm, I'm a full Sunday reset. Um, I know the Sabbath is normally celebrated on on Saturday, but I find with being a content creator, it's really hard to do that. So Sunday really is my, what I use as my Sabbath and what Jake uses as well. And Sabbath, you either are resting or worshiping and there's nothing else in between it. If it doesn't mm-hmm. obviously fall in one of those buckets, it has to go on another day. Mm-hmm. And so that's why like I can work really, really hard on Saturday and really push myself to batch content, to work mm-hmm. on the journal, to create membership text and all those because I know Sunday is my reset day. So then I start strong Monday morning and I do it all over again. Um, but normally, yeah, normally I don't have my phone on me very much on Sundays, which I guess I never really realized. That's such a habit that I have. I didn't realize I created. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've definitely noticed. Like I've texted you on Sunday and I was like, oh, she probably just like isn't by her phone. And, you know, it's it's funny because we all accept it once you realize it. And I I think I respect it more. Like, Anytime I watch someone say no and like set a hard boundary, I'm always like, oh, taken aback. I, that's great for you. Like, I'm so proud of you for, <laughs> for setting a boundary. Yeah. And I think as women, it's fascinating because we all have that reaction when someone sets a boundary for us. And yes. yet we have such a hard time setting boundaries for ourselves. Absolutely. Like when you get, when you get a boundary set, like you said, where someone's like, Hey, you know what? I don't, I don't talk to anyone on Sundays. You're like, well, that's actually really cool. Like I bet she really feels rested. And yet you're up till 10 PM scrolling for chairs. And you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. I accepted her boundary and that's good for her. Why can't I set a boundary for me? That's going to be healthy for me. I last, I think it was last Sunday my husband walked into the gym and I was like, so this girl just messaged me and blah, blah, blah. It was like this really stupid story. And he stops me and he was like, Harley, like, I'm sorry, but why are you even responding to that? Like that could have been tomorrow. That, that false sense of urgency doesn't need to happen right now. It, It doesn't, even though you thought in your brain, like, that could have been a really quick response. It turned into this whole thing that was a, I'm going to tell my husband kind of story. It's not okay. Yeah. I think, I think also if you have as much on your plate as I do, 
you learn really fast. Most things are not that urgent. Yep. Yep. You just, when you are doing that much, you actually learn really fast. Most things are not that urgent. Most things, Mm -hmm. almost everything actually can wait 24 hours. Yep. And I think as creators, we have this mindset that like, I have to post every day and I have to post five times a day and I have to answer every comment and every DM. And you know what? If I respond back to that DM 24 hours later and I'm like, hey, sorry, you know what? Like I wasn't feeling well or hey, I take Sundays off. I've never had someone come back to me and been like, well, that's unacceptable. Like, how dare you wait 24 hours? How it, dare you? It's just not. But in our heads, we think it has to be answered right now. And when you have so much on your plate, you realize really fast, no, it doesn't. It's so true. It's so true. The last thing that I I want to talk about is this big picture brand that you've built. And I say this because I know the behind the scenes and I remember watching it click for you that all of this was about habit building. Because I think when you came to me, we were, or when you, when you came to the agency, it wasn't even to me, it was, you know, I have this, I have this faith-based presence online. I'm only doing things that align with my faith-based presence and I'm not going to do anything that that doesn't like, that's not what I'm called to do. And as we dove deeper into the like baby details of all of that, it became, okay, I'm starting this, this Holy 30 where I help people build routines and it's all based around prayer and you're helping people to, you know, see these words of God and blah, blah, blah. And then it turned into the prayer journal. And I think what we've seen from your social is this really like nice integration, this really nice journey of we're all going to buy this prayer journal because you're talking about it all the time. It all flows seamlessly. It all just makes sense. How does that feel? Crazy. Like, has that clicked yet? That like, this is that bigger brand that like you dreamt of? It's crazy because in the prayer journal, there's four steps to every day. And I created this because I'm a habit person. But the first step is you have a challenge. So you have to walk. You have to spend 20 minutes with God. You have to text three friends. The second one is some sort of activity. So you draw or you do the thing. And then the third one is scripture because everything has to be scripture based. And the fourth one is a journal prompt. And before I ever sent it to be published, I went through and I physically answered every single prompt. So I was like, I want to make sure it makes sense. But also I want to make sure it works. Like Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that you feel something with each prompt. And one of the prompts was what are three dreams that are so big you have to pray about them and I was like oh that's a good one and one of I remember answering it and I was like writing it down seemed crazy to me because I was like no way this is this is a crazy crazy pipe dream but we're gonna pray it anyway and it was like to be a global brand and to have a full-time income at start with prayer and I wrote it and distinctly remember thinking well that's fun We'll see. Uh, like, we'll see. It's a dream prayer. You, you, you gotta have your dream big, right? And now seeing it all come together, where I have the text-based community that wants to be have a prayer journal, and I have the DMs that want it, and I have a growing presence on Instagram and on TikTok, and I'm starting to see it kind of all work together. It's crazy to see where I've come, and more excitingly, where I'm going. And I don't think it's even fully hit me yet. 
because of how big it can get, I'm not sure I've even allowed myself to believe it. I'm still a little bit like pinch me moment. Right. A little bit out of this world. Well, I am so proud of you. I am so, so proud of you constantly. And I think I tell you this constantly because all of the things that we've, we've brought to fruition over the last couple of months, just like blow my mind, they blow my mind. And it's all because of all of the routine and like what you have stepped into. So to wrap this up, bring this home, I would love to know your biggest piece of advice for a newbie creator or maybe someone that just hasn't had that click moment yet. I think about, I think it's Bill Gates that says this, that you fail seven times before your eighth success. And I think on a creator level, that's probably like three X. Yeah. If not more. And I think if not more, and you can see even like I was sales and suitcases and now I'm start with prayer. I (laughs) think my biggest piece of advice would be know you're gonna fail. Like just be okay with it. It has to be something you are so passionate about that even if you fail, you're like, I had to try. I had to try it. And then just keep working, keep keep asking questions. And that'd probably be my number one, but two would be get a mentor. <laughs> like get someone who gets it because I don't think I ever would have gotten here had I not had your help as a one-on-one coach, but also as all influence. Like I wouldn't have gotten here and made it click. So be okay failing. And if you're not content creators, probably not for you because it is a thick skin business. Yeah. Uh, and then to get help. All right, Rachel, where can we find you? You can find me start with prayer across both TikTok and Instagram. Very consistent creator. And then join me in the membership. Yeah, you. I'm an awful influence, babe. I feel like you would have caught me way earlier had it not been consistent across both platforms. (laughs) Or like had a number or something. Um, That's my other pet peeve. Like get that number out of your name if you're a creator. The underscore one, two, 12. You're like, it's not, no, pick something else. Uh, But yeah, start with prayer, Instagram or TikTok. That's where you can find me. And then off of those, the text-based membership, the Holy 30, that's my bread and butter. That's what brings me the most joy. And I also see women make the biggest difference in their life would be through the community. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And if you loved this episode, come chat with us on Instagram, rate this episode because it helps us a ton. And we will catch you next week.